The views and opinions of this podcast do not reflect the views and opinions of the United States government, the Department of the Interior, the Department of Defense, the Department of Agriculture, the United States Forest Service, the Bureau of Land Management, National Park Service, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, or any private, municipal, county, or state firefighting organization, any law enforcement agency, any medical provider, or any contractor employed by any federal agency. Alright guys, we're going to talk about, well, I, this is a cool episode, I'm not going to lie. So, I shot JK Boots a message on Instagram and they're like, hell yeah, let's talk boots. So, we're going to cover some topics like the construction of boots, we're going to talk about maintenance of boots, and we're going to talk about arguably the most hotly debated topic of boots, breaking them in. So, ladies and gentlemen, and dog playing with my, with their toy, whatever, welcome to another episode of Anchor Point with JK Boots. Enjoy. guys welcome to another episode of anchor point today on the show i have tim and will from jk boots out of spokane washington and we're going to answer some dying questions today especially that burning question about how the hell do you break in your boots dude i swear to god i i hear this this question more times than i ever want to especially being in fire for 11 years we need to settle yeah. this question but we'll settle that question yeah. later so, yeah. <laughs> tell me about yourself, man. Tell me about you guys, what you guys do. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I guess I'll start. So, uh, my name's Tim. So, I'm the youngest brother here uh, uh, of, of the crew here at JK Boots. So, yeah, we're, we're boot makers. Um, it all started from our dad uh, many years ago. Uh, you know, he started back overseas, you know, when he was like 14 or 15, he was tanning leather and doing all that kind of stuff. And, um, just as he got older, he kind of got into boot making from tanning leather. He got into boot making and he was doing it and doing it and doing it. And then um, some time went by and it's a whole big, big long story. I guess we got time though, right? So Dude, we got tons of time. Take yeah. as long or as short as you want, man. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. So, um, yeah, he, uh, he was uh, making boots overseas and, and doing all that stuff. And um, after he got married, uh, so to my mom. They were living in, a, I already forget what country, and then um, just kind of, uh, there was a civil war that broke out. We're talking in the 90s, you know, already the Soviet Union's falling apart because he was from Europe. And uh, and that was, uh, you know, they, the Soviet Union fell apart, and they had a way to come into the States. And so, you know, that, that's what happened. So no he came here, and um, on his way, you know, of all the towns that he could have come to, he came to Spokane, which is, you know, one of, one of the boot-making capitals here in the country. And so when he came here, um, you know, the, another boot company guy had heard about him and, uh, that he was coming and kind of, it's almost like his legend got here before he did. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was, he was working there for a little bit, but then, you know, as soon as he got on his feet, um, you know, he opened up his own thing right away and, you know, what, 15, 20 years later, you know, here we are. And so he trained us all up, all three brothers. And I actually have two, so it's, there's three of us. So I have two older brothers and 
he trained us all up, man. Um, and, and now we all work together. You know, we're all grown up, and, and, and here we are. So it's good, and that's, that's just kind of a little bit of our history. But, yeah, you know, we, we try to keep family together, and, you know, it's it's family-owned and operated from, from the beginning. So, yeah, so yeah you, that's just kind of a short version. Nice. So you guys have been in the boot making for how many years, did you say? So, I mean, let me think here. Um, I mean, like I said, my dad's been doing it since – I mean, probably he's been doing it 30, 35 years um, total, I would say. Um, officially, our start date of business, I don't even remember off the top of my head. I, I want to think it was 2006 or 2005. Damn, that's a long time making boots, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, so quite a while. Well, you know, we like it, so we stick with it. Well, it's cool. It's a family-owned business. And, uh, I mean, what, what? how big is it? Like, it's always hard to tell how big a business is just based off of a social media pro, like platform. Yeah, I'm just really good at social media. No, yeah. Um, so it's uh, so yeah we're we're a family we're a family so it's it's my parents, uh, my two older brothers myself, um, my my uh, middle brother actually just got married, um, so his wife helps out every now and then um, with what she can, and then we just have uh, one more uh, family friend who also works with us so that's the crew right there you know so whenever you call I think it was a six or seven, you know whenever you call you're getting one of us and so um, yeah that's it that's that's the whole JK Boots team crew right there. No shit. So that's cool though, yeah. because like usually if you have like a mass production, like mass scale operation going, your quality kind of diminishes. At least, I don't know. I like, I I guess I like the handcrafted personal kind of uh, product. So I always appreciate <laughs> that. You know, um, that's that's uh, I hear that a lot too. You know, from just from from my perspective, I feel like the more that the company grows, if anything, it should get better. You know, you've got a bigger bigger team, better team and everything. So mm -hmm. just as, as we, uh, you know, as we've been going along, we always just kind of have that, that one rule that above all, it's quality. You know, we manage everything. We look over everything. And we're just on top of everything. We're just good at what we do. And so we just keep doing it. So, uh, you know, sometimes people will, you know, say, that, oh, make sure, you know, don't get too big and whatnot. You know, we just, we're, we're, we're focused on one thing. That's just doing a good job, building a good pair of boots. And, and that's what it's about. Yeah, and it's important to grow as a company, of course, you know. I mean, you got to grow or else, you know, it gets harder to pay the bills. <laughs> but you guys came from humble roots, and Absolutely. it sounds like you guys are going to keep that same humble process throughout the entire thing with quality and craftsmanship. So that's Absolutely. that's excellent, man. 100%. You know, it's, it's kind of a pride thing, too. Uh, our, our, our image, our logo is, is so, it's, you know, JK Boots. That's my dad's initials. So, you know, it's um, every pair of boots is going out with our dad's initials on them. And so we're, it's, you know, everything matters. We want to do the best job because it's, it's our name, it's our family. And so that means a lot to us. So it's not just something we do. It's kind of like a part of us, our identity. So we make sure to do the best possible that we can. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. So boots, boots, especially on firefighters, if you your feet are happy, then typically the rest of you is happy. So let's break down that whole process and let's explain, let, have you guys explain how your boots are made, the construction. Let's go from bottom to top. Send it, man. Sure. Sure. Okay. Send it. Um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll do it on there. I'll pass it on to Will. Uh, here. Uh, let me guess where we can start. Um, we'll just go from the uppers, I guess, you know, so just, just like it's, it's what we call it's oil tan leather. So the thickness that we use is uh, eight to nine ounce oil tan leather. Um, obviously, you know, USA tanneries and whatnot. And then, um, you know, just going down 
the whole upper portion, you know, a lot of the, the, the terminology we use, um, some guys might not know, but that portion that wraps around your toe is called the vamp. And then the part that's around your heel is called the counter. So that's kind of like the upper part, you know, the rough out and smooth stuff. And that's all oil tan, eight to nine ounces, the thickest leather that actually you can build boots with. And that's what we use. Um, obviously all USA tanneries and stuff. And um, even, even down to, you know, the, the hardware that we use, the, the nickel, um, excuse me, the brass eyes and hooks, you know, it's, it's comes here from the States. Um, it's typically brass and, you know, sometimes you can get creative, you know, guys will order nickel or antique brass or whatever. And, and we offer that and stuff. Um, and then I guess going down, keeping going down in the boot, you know, it's, there's something called the insole in there. It's an oak tan leather insole. It's called a nine iron thickness. It's, it's great. It works well. And then also we have what's called the midsole. That's that middle layer already going in the boots. Um, same thing. It's oak tan leather all comes from the United States tanneries. And then you've got the outsole, you know, so the, there's, there's two portions there, what we call a rubber slip, uh, right in between the outsole and the midsole. It's that layer in there. And then we've got the outsole. So Vibram outsoles, and, you know, for years, for many, many years, Vibram has just been the best in the business. It's pretty much industry standard, pretty much. Right. Exactly. I, I don't know anyone who, who wouldn't want to use Vibram. They're just the best. And so that's what we put on there too. And, um, uh, any guys who have our boots, um, they know that, you know, we offer different kinds of options. There's different kinds of soles, you know, you've got... For firefighters, obviously, there's the classic, you know, red X one. Uh, it's pretty simple to figure out which one that is. It's black and it's got a red X on the bottom. That's your NFPA then, uh, rated uh, Vibram sole, right? Right, that's right. That's the NFPA one. And then a typical one, classic one we see too, is the honey sole. And uh, as as interesting as it is, a lot of a lot of fire guys have been getting that one lately, and they all love it. Um, I can't say I've heard a bad thing about it. They all really like it, and so that one's getting pretty popular too. Even though it's not the official. NFPA standard is is popular and guys really like it. It's soft, comfy, grippy. So that's just a short rundown of our boots there. And then you know, obviously we use for our fire boots, um, you know, NFPA thread. It's called Technora. It has like no melting point, so it's you know. So you it's solid. You can stand in the ash pits for days and it won't right, melt. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Leather shanks, not steel. You know, I've heard, I've heard horror stories of guys um, who have steel shank boots and they'll be out fighting fire. And then they have to stand in buckets of water because their feet are burning, you know, from the steel shanks. So we make oh, yeah. sure to use leather all the way through so that that, that problem is not there. Well, that's the thing, man. If you're standing in, like, an ash pit and you're working on a tree with a saw and you have steel shanks in your shoes, or in your boots, rather, dude, you're going to get second-degree burns on your feet. So, yeah, steel shanks know, are a no-to-go. Yeah, yeah, you're experienced, so you know exactly. Yeah, so everything, everything in the design is thought about, like, Who's gonna be wearing them? You know, so we don't we don't build them just to build them. We build them for the guys that are gonna wear them. And and it's the whole design is is built around those boys out there. So um, that's what it's about, making sure that the guy out there in the field has something they can rely on and depend upon. I've heard all kinds of stories. Uh, you know, guys will be out for you know 14 day rolls and whatever. You know, they out, sometimes out for 21 days. And and to have your boots go to have your boots go bad is probably one of the worst things that can happen. Well, yeah, especially when they're so expensive, man. If your boots go tits up and you don't have a backup and you're on the way to a fire assignment, you're, well, let's be frank here, you're kind of fucked. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of guys actually, a lot of our guys carry two pairs, and 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 you know, so um, absolutely, absolutely, you know, just they always have a backup, and so boots is a big deal, and we 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 go above and beyond to make sure that when they're out there, they're out there and they can be confident and not have to worry. So. So you guys, yeah. now your boots are made 100% in America? Yeah, absolutely. And so right everything's sourced, made, assembled right here in the good old USA, huh? Yeah, well, I don't know. Do you want to answer that? Yeah, I'll hop on here. 
Hey, my name is Will, and I'm, I'm one of the brothers here, too. <clears throat> and I'll take this one. I'll take this one, Brandon. Because I actually order all this stuff. So, man, my, my computer is just filled with all this info. Um, basically, yeah, like Tim was saying, our leather comes uh, from from Milwaukee. And it's actually one of the last and but really, really good tanneries uh, left that's around. But we it, it's a, it is a little more ex- on the expensive end. But the quality, you just can't, you can't beat it. You can't match it. So we get all our leather from there, and uh, that's all raised. That's that's cows that are raised in the U.S. that are processed here and they're tanned here. So everything happens here. So that's one thing we're really proud of. Um, get a little tougher on us, a lot tougher. But you know, if we don't have that, we don't really have anything. So that's all in the U.S. Same thing with our, like Tim was saying that midsoles insoles all that stuff right here man no shit things in the good old usa that's awesome yeah so everything's made in the usa it's a smaller company it's a family-owned business see this is the stuff that i didn't realize this is the kind of behind the scenes action that like no one really realizes and i think it's important that you guys get that out because i think a lot of the uh you know a lot of the firefighters out there i think they'd appreciate that a lot more they do. We see that all the time. I've every day we have guys calling saying, "Hey, man, we appreciate you guys." We have guys saying, "Hey, you know, we just want to support, um, you know, a smaller business, a local business," and we respect that so much because um, it's huge. You know, like we we really respect and all the other the other companies. We, we I, in my opinion, we have really good relationships with everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one. It's not like the industry here is. It's really cool. Like everyone is really cool with each other, and at least for us, from our side. Um, you know, we, we made, we, I, I know personally a lot of the people all over, uh, even in some other, other companies and we just keep a really good relationship. It's not like a doggy dog world out here at all. Um, everyone is really cool. Um, but with that said, you know, if a guy is, you know, calls me and starts, you know, complaining or something like that about somebody else, I, I'll, I'll never, you know feed off of that i just say hey you know we respect everybody but we do what we do and one thing that they have said time and time again is that they really do appreciate the fact that it is small you know like you were saying like tim was saying um and so yeah it's it is smaller and it's a little bit tighter here it's harder to kind of keep things um you know all all under your pen but we do it and we manage it and uh, it, it is growing we, we've seen a lot of traction especially this last See, this last two years, uh, we've we've definitely been getting a lot more, um, a lot more on the map, and there's just so many more guys out there, so much, so many more of our boots that are just out there, and and um, it's really cool, it's exciting. So, on average, with that being said, oh, with that being said, on average, about how many boots do you guys pump out to firefighters per year? You think? That's a great question. That is the one thing that we don't uh, we don't talk about just because between all the boot companies, it's kind of competitive in that sense. So that is the one thing we don't really really talk about too much. Can't give away uh, your trade secret, huh? <laughs> trying to give me all at once, Brandon. <laughs> hey, man, I said we're going to send it on the show, so. <laughs> Hey man, I get laid off for six months out of the year, man. I might take you up on that app on that offer there. Come on, if you're if you're gonna be in the back end, you'll see all of our secrets here. You'll know everything, so see that you don't give it all away. That'd be cool, man. Uh, I definitely appreciate taking a tour of your facility. That'd be that'd be pretty bitching. Just to see, I've always been curious to how boots were actually made. So 
I mean, it's it's no easy feat. There's a lot of craftsmanship that goes in there, and I understand that you guys exclusively, well, not, maybe not exclusively, but uh, you guys do pretty much mostly custom boots, right? Yeah, we like to do custom boots. Um, we we've been we've been doing stock boots too, um, but I mean, custom is really good. The thing about custom, um, you know. It, it is important to have a really good fitting pair of boots because a lot of times guys will get something that doesn't fit right and they just struggle a lot. So, um, yeah, we, we do definitely like to uh, like to say that we, we specialize in custom. Like there's a lot of super custom things that nobody else can do that we can do, and that's hugely in part to, to our, you know, our dad, uh, John. He, he's been he's, – he's a master. And he's – even here in our area – he is like the guy like if there's like you know there's for example there was a there's actually a really cool um thing that kind of went down with us here is that there was a veteran that um it was really unfortunate he actually lost half of his foot and no one else in town could build him a pair of boots and we were literally his last stop and uh you know lo and behold my dad was able to fit him up measure him and the things that we did in the boot making process to make it work was just crazy. It's like, I mean, it's very, very difficult to do. So yeah, my answer would be definitely we do specialize in custom. We have been though, like I said, we've been building a lot more stock boots. Some guys are very average foot. They don't have anything going on, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, is, is awesome too, because it's ready to go. Plus, you know, if, if your pair just blew out or, you know, it's like you got stolen or something. I don't know, whatever, you know. Dude, people steal happen. fire boots, man. It's so weird. I yeah. don't understand it. People do. It's so not cool. I mean, it's ridiculous. How, who, who freaking steals a pair of boots? It's like, first off, it has to fit you. But, yeah, if you see a guy out there, on the, by the way, on the line with a really, a pair of boots that's flopping around on his feet, you know that's not his pair of boots, man. You got to, you got to take that guy down, but... Yeah, there's definitely yeah, some weird. like loners or something, <laughs> or they're stolen. I'm doing GPS and all the boots, Brandon, just yeah. to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. What's that? I'm sorry, you broke up there. I said we're thinking about doing GPS trackers and all the boots just to make sure you know, like a find my iPhone thing. You know. <laughs> there you go. Find my boots. You download an app on your phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's the idea. So hopefully it works. We'll see. Jesus, man. So speaking of like boot buildings and blowing out your boots or anything that happens to your boots, what do you guys have for like a warranty process or what do you guys do for rebuilds? Let's, let's just cover both those subjects. Cause I know you can reboot uh, rebuild a lot of boots and most of the people in the industry offer a pretty sizable warranty. So what do you guys offer as far as that? What do you, what's like your protocol there? Yeah. So Tim, Tim will take this one. So uh, typically, yeah, so uh, absolutely. So we have like what we call like a manufacturer's warranty. So um, if anything on our end kind of is, is wrong, something, some sort of mistake, obviously we take care of that. We cover you completely. Um, you know, and a lot of times, you know, a lot of times guys will give a call and they, they snag something, whatever. You know, they may tore whatever. You know, something happened. Um, we're we're really easy to work with, and, and you know, you'll you'll get either one of us when you call anytime. So a lot of times we're just hey, just send them in. We can patch it up real quick. We'll send it back. You know, it's. We're just out to help you out, a lot, especially on this time of the year. A lot of guys are in like really tough spots. You know, they they just need their boots ASAP. So we'll go the extra mile just to help you out um, and, and just just get done what we can. 
when it comes to resoles and rebuilds, that's pretty standard. You know, you, you wore down the soles, you got to get them changed. And you got to get it changed in time. You know, if you're a firefighter and you listen to this, make sure you don't wear down your boots till they're just, you know, dead before you send them in for resoles. Send them in, you know, in the appropriate time because it's a lot easier to save them. And sometimes they're so worn down, we got to rebuild them. So a rebuild is um, when, you, when you tear them totally apart, the only thing left is that part that wraps around your calf, the upper. And it's pretty much like a brand new boot. So, you know, we, we inspect everything when we get it in. A lot of times guys will just, you know, send me photos and, and shoot me a text with a picture. Hey, what, what do we got to do here? So that's kind of how our warranty process works and whatnot. But, yeah, pr- pretty simple. Not, not a lot of code, not a lot of, not a lot of fine print. That's pretty cool, man. So yeah. when, say, all right, this is kind of might be a dumb question because I just don't know the process from your guys' end. But sure. say you buy something with a logger heel on it. Which, over the years, I have, I can't stand them anymore. Say you have an old pair of boots and you want to get them rebuilt, and you want to change up the heel. Do you guys have the leeway to do that? To, to just change the heel to make it lower, like something like that. Yeah, make it like a flat. Like, uh, say you want the whole sole flat, because I know that's Absolutely. a big toss up. Like with a lot of people, it's like either a you go logger heel or you go mid rise or you go flat. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's that's not a big deal at all. Um, yeah, no, no problem. And sometimes guys will say that. Hey, they'll say, you know, the logger heel just it's a little too high for me. Yeah, no big deal. We mm-hmm. can lower it. And yeah, absolutely. That's that's no, no no big deal at all. Piece of cake. Not a big deal at all, yeah. huh? Yeah. 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 You're you're a low heel guy, huh? I'm a low heel guy, man. I for some reason, dude, <laughs> it's either if you have like the high the logger heel on it. You're sacrificing. It seems like you're sacrificing your ankles at that point, like mm-hmm. hiking up and down, you know, hills and shit. You're either yeah. sacrificing. You got two choices. You're either sacrificing your your ankles or your knees. And my knees are much more stable than my ankles, so I hate rolling my ankles. And dude, low heel all day. Uh, yeah, I, you know, every, every guy's different, absolutely. You know, and so. We, I like to just, hey, what's your experience? You know, ask the guy, <clears throat> excuse me, what do you prefer? And, and then we'll just go from there. So that's not a big deal at all. Yeah. Sweet. <clears throat> that's awesome, man. All right. So yeah. let's get into some of the burning questions here. Sure. Pun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, <a good> one. <laughs> right? But I'm tis. So proper yes. care and maintenance. Dude, run me down because everybody's, everybody's got their own style. Everybody takes care of their boots differently. Absolutely. So I want to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Oh, you got it. How do you take care of your boots? Like, what's the best way to do it? Oh boy. Okay. So um, just a real, it's real simple. There's, there's not, it's not rocket science. Um, I always, I always tell guys, um, just if you're gonna be wearing them, you know, every day, you're going through the season and whatnot. Um, I, I like to say once every three weeks, um, maybe once a month, just put a good coat of oil over them. You know, clean them off from the dirt best you can. Um, sometimes guys will say, can I just hose them down? You know, yeah, you can, just a little bit. Just hose, try to get the mud off from whatnot. And then just put a good coat of oil over them. It's um, a good thing you bring this up. A lot of times guys will, you know, really oil the, the spots that shouldn't be. So, you know, a lot of times guys will oil, like, the eyelets and the hooks. And then, um, you know, they'll, they'll be lacing their boots up, and the eyelets and the hooks will start to get loose. So avoid doing that. Don't don't oil the hardware. You know, there's no need to oil the, the leather base or, or the heel or the sole. You know, you're just oiling the leather toe, the, the, the heel, up the, up the calf, up the sides, maybe up the back, and that's it. Just a light coat, you know, no big deal. Um, 
it's pretty simple. And I get this question a lot too about rough out. Sometimes guys will ask me about rough out. That's one thing for me too, dude, is like rough outs. Like I was always like kind of concerned about, I I was always told to oil the inside of rough outs and brush off the outside of the rough outs. And that's all I wear is rough outs. So sure. Sure. Yeah. No, I I always say, you know, the same thing, just what we've seen, just, you can treat it the same as smooth. If anything, I feel like rough out is sometimes even easier to keep clean because you know, you get something on there, you just get a bristle brush, brush it right out. It pops out easy peasy so yeah i treat it the same as the smooth um you can oil it just the same no difference and and i'm just talking from what i've seen and, and you know from from what we see with our boots and, and whatnot so absolutely yeah okay so don't oil what would you call that again the spot between like the virum sole and the actual yeah. boot that's the shank you said right right so like you know like the, the, the where the midsole is you know so right there in, in the edge you know that edge area that, that area, do not do not oil that area because a lot of times the oil will start to seep through that leather. And then, you know, the oil and, and, and the stitching and all the adhesives right there, it doesn't mix well. And so a lot of times guys' boots will, will, will separate and it's because they're just drenching it so much in oil and the oil kind of eats away all that stuff. So, yes, stay away from that area and stay away from oiling like the eyelets and the hooks too because um, oil will get in those, you know, grommets and stuff and start to loosen them up over time and that's just a nightmare. So, yeah, absolutely. Just you want to go the sides, the toe, the heel, the top of the toe, that's all. And that's it, huh? Yeah, yeah. Not a lot to it, yeah. Okay. Now, like as a like, all right. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna approach this with a, a little bit of care. But say you have like an older pair of boots, and you have the, I guess the front of the boot. You have the you have the rubber part, the vibram sole. That you have the sole coming off. It's kind of like delammed from that. Can you stick a yeah. screw in there and staple it back together to like make it work until you guys can rebuild them? You know. It, 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 you gotta do what you gotta do. So yeah, I don't, I don't see I don't see a problem there. I mean, I, I, I might as long as long as you don't get your foot, yeah, I'm like a little bit. As long as you don't get your foot, yeah, absolutely. There's no problem there. Do what you can until you can get them into until get them into us to work on them or something. But yeah, there's there's no issue there. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, and I'll hop on here too, Brandon. Uh, one cool thing about the fire boots, the way that they they're built, is that they're glued, then they're stitched, and then they're screwed. So at least that's the way that we build them. Um, mm-hmm. Some some boots are are glued only, and then um, other boots. I mean, most most boot manufacturers don't even really stitch the boots. The stitching that we do, though, it locks actually on the inside of the boot. So it locks when when the stitching goes from the top and the bottom. The lock is happening in between the midsole, and so and right in that area. So as as where as the the sole is wearing um basically the durability isn't being compromised so that's a really cool thing about how those lock together but um like tim was saying you know you do want to stay away from oiling the edge of it um but you can pretty much oil it everywhere else and and one fun i mean kind of a funny thing we had a guy once um um kind of i mean he just wanted to really really do a good job oiling his boots and he kind of Dumped it in a 55-gallon vat of Obanoffs. <laughs> there it is. You said it. I mean, he overdid it. Yeah. But, you know, and, and I, you know, I think the, the goal was to do an extra good job of oiling, but that actually hurts the boot. Um, the inside is not meant to be oiled. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're talking inside, I mean the inside, like, insole where your foot is sitting. That part's not meant to be oiled. So that's definitely one thing to keep in mind. You don't want to oil the inside of the boots. But everywhere else where you see leather, oil them and also like a rule of thumb 
is a lot of guys ask how often and like Tim was saying it's about you want to keep it around three weeks but if you start feeling that it's when you feel your boots and you start feeling oil in your fingertips then that's already too much you want to stop if in the morning you throw your, you put your boots on and it's a little dry to the touch kind of feels like paper then that's when you want to oil them so it's kind of a it's kind of a balance everybody's different gotcha Okay, so now what about like your pinch points? You like uh, say around where that flexion point is in the ankle there. That's always a like, and I guess around the toe cap too. Those are always like high abuse areas. Do you want to hit those extra? Because eventually you'll start getting like little cracks in there. It'll start looking like I don't know, like there's little cracks that form on those, yeah. and that's any pair of boot that you're gonna get, regardless of the manufacturer. Sure. Do you want to take any special care of that, like that particular area? No, I wouldn't say so. You just, you just need to oil it. That's it. But there's nothing extra you can do. Wear is wear. You know, they're not steel. They're still leather. It's still going to wear. It's not indestructible. Um, as much as it'll hold up better than other things, it's still not indestructible. So wear is going to happen, and you just got to be okay with that. That's the good thing about them is that you can resole them and rebuild them. But there's nothing extra that you can do. Um, one thing that happens often is the guy will just not oil them at all. And then they dry so much. They dry rot. Exactly. So then if you oil them after they're already all dried up, it's kind of useless at that point. So um, it's really not complicated, man. You just oil just oil. That's it. It, That's literally all you have to do. And um, especially when you get your new boots, you can oil them once, and then they're going to break in a lot easier. Even in those flex points that you're mentioning, like in the toes, um, it's just going to break in so much easier. And, you know, you do have to, leather does stretch here, you know, a little bit here and there, and it breaks in, and it really just forms to your foot. So it's just a really nice kind of setup that you have. It's like you can't go wrong. You know, if, if there's, it's a little bit here, a little bit there, it's going to break in. It, it'll, it should fit really well. Okay. Now, is there like a particular product that you would recommend using? Because I know you have like a more of a like a liquid base oil. And then you have like a uh, more waxy type yeah. oil. What would you recommend using? So we like a company called Obanoff. We, we, we recommend those ones. Those guys, they do a really nice oil. The, the two most common kinds that you're talking about is that it's called an LP. Yeah, leather preservative. Yeah. yeah, that one's more like wax, exactly like you're saying. And then there's the, the liquid oil. I definitely prefer the liquid oil, at least in the beginning, um, because it, it helps soften up the leather, especially during the breaking process, a lot more. And it really, really just does a good job of, of keeping it, um, you know, keeping it like fresh and not being dry. That said, the LP does a good job too. The way, what I would recommend is to do, you could switch on and off. Uh, I would start with the, the liquid mm-hmm. and then go to LP and then go back to liquid. Um, you know, it, it works really well. A cool little trick you could also do is um, you could actually get the LP um, and you could even grab like a, a blow dryer, um, you know, for when you're off of your roll and you're, you know, you're ready to kind of maintain your boots a little bit. You can get a blow, blow dryer even and, and heat it up and the LP will kind of seep into the, the pores of the leather a little bit better. So if you really want to go the extra mile, 
you can do that and the the wax kind of just seeps in because it melts and it really goes in to the fibers of the leather um so also if a guy needs to get them a little more waterproof than usual that's a good little technique too so that's a little tip speaking of waterproof man all right so you saturate your boots out on the line you're stomping through a river or something like that i know that the drying process can well it can kind of damage your boots what yeah. would you recommend for say you're just your boots are just full of water you walk through yeah. a river or you're working up in alaska or wherever yeah. it, practically have trench foot how do you dry out your boots what's the best way so if they're totally drenched step number the first thing i would do is get a dry rag and just just rub them down that'll you'd be surprised how much water that'll take off right off the get-go second thing i would i would dry them either at room temperature or slightly above do so not high heat well not high yeah, heat, do not but... put them do not put them on like next to a fire that's going to destroy your boots if you if uh, and that's happened a lot and i think guys just don't know they, they just begin to warp because when when leather gets wet and then there's a lot of heat applied it will warp and it will it will change shape it will change size it's just a nightmare so keep it away from the fire um if it's wet if you're in them and you're on the fire it's not as big of a deal but we're talking if they're off your feet you know that will just that will really ruin your boots and then right after that, you do want to. Oil, I, I would oil them right away. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So there you guys that's have also, it. What? Oh, go ahead. And that's also one of the big reasons why guys have to have, you know, they rotate pairs also because you know sometimes their their boots are wet and sweaty or whatever, and they need to dry them off. Okay. All right. So, perfect segue. Now that we've talked about maintenance, we're gonna answer the most commonly asked question. So listen in, guys. Okay, Tim, Will, how do you break in your boots? What is the best way? Okay, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Here we go, Brandon. All right, you just let's, let's hear it. Ready? I just said it. You just wear them. Just wear them. Like yeah, just like that. It's that simple. A lot of times I don't hear... So many times I'll hear guys, you know, say, oh, I fill them full of water and then just wear them out. That dude, that is the worst, that is the worst idea. It's so, that's so bad. You'll just, you'll, it's just, it's so bad. You'll start to rot them from the inside out by doing that. It's a terrible, terrible idea. That, and if they shrink, you're going to beat the shit out of your feet if you go on a hike afterwards. Exactly. 100% right. Oil, you can oil the ankle area just to kind of soften them up or maybe there's a, you know, certain hot spot, whatever. You can just oil them up a little bit, but just wear them, man. You know, and I, I say this about our boots. I, I can't speak for the other guys, but we have really easy break-in, you know, almost little to no break-in just because I, I feel like we do such a good job building them. Um, the, the break-ins are real simple. And I, sometimes I feel that if you're taking, you know, three, four, five weeks or something to break in a pair of boots, I just think, you know, fit you right man. <laughs> you got to get a different set. So um, th- that, that's what we say. Really simple. There's no secret crazy trick or whatever. Um, just wear them oil up the sides a little bit maybe a certain hot spot and that's it there's no need to do any kind of you know filling them up with water throwing them in the oven you wouldn't believe some of the things i hear that people try to try to break their boots in faster so yeah i've heard it all man i've heard people like pissing in their boots or filling them full of water or i don't (laughs) (laughs) this is no shit dude like that person (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure these guys are like just playing uh 
like really mean jokes on their their rookie seasonals, but yeah. I haven't heard the Pistons one yet. That's a first for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I keep telling people is like, all right, you know what? Your boots will be broken in. You just need to start early, and you need to start hiking in them, hiking distance, being in them for as long as possible, and then taking care of your damn boots. You take care of your yeah. boots. Happy feet. Happy you. Yeah. Yeah. What's that saying where it's like the most valuable thing out there is your feet, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys. Yeah, we. Oh, you guys make logger boots. You guys make lo, you make lineman boots. You make fire boots. You do you guys make yeah. like even casual stuff too? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Um, you know, we make some casual stuff. Our main focus is definitely, you know, the the work wildland lineman style. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, there's there's some casual stuff. You know, we'll we'll make up stuff for ourselves sometimes, or you know, maybe someone will come in locally and they'll ask for, for us to put something together. Not a big deal. But yeah, definitely our focus is the work stuff, but we have some casual things as well. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's it, man. I mean, that's an excellent point, though, of why to go custom and not do an off-the-shelf boot. Breaking's easier, quality's better, it's handcrafted, and it's fitted right to your foot. I always recommend, man, hey, if you guys are going to be serious about Wildland, you're going to make this like career flip the extra coin for a custom pair of boots because right, your feet right. and your back and your knees are going to thank you later. Right. Yeah. Right. The, the, the value there is just huge. You know, it's, it's, there's so much more value than just 500 bucks or, or whatever it comes out to. There's, they're so valuable. They're going to keep you going. They're going to keep you reliable. You can depend on them. They're comfy. You know, I, I really, I really don't know of any other product or like any other style of boots that would last as long as a pair of Henry boots would, like ours. I just, I just don't see anything else holding up to those conditions. Like even, even our, even our boots, as tough as they are, I still see guys like just, just go crazy. Like they just destroy them. You know what I mean? That's just, that's wild. Like, you know, like uh, there was a, there was a, a saw boss over in the San Juan Hot Shops, and I hope he's listening to this. Um, and he, he he sent me a letter. He put like 1,400 hours of overtime on his boots, you know, which I, I guess is common, you know, for hot shots during a crazy season. That's one and season, said, dude. That's yeah, one I, season. I, that's crazy. And they were just like, I wow, they were just so beat up. And it, as good as they are, you know, he just beat them up like crazy. And I was just shocked. I couldn't believe it. So you know, I, I don't see anything else holding up. Um, nearly as close as something like our style of boots would. So there's so much value having a custom pair of boots. They fit good. They last well. You know, and, and obviously that with with us, we like to offer that also great part. Like you know, just good good service. Like we're always here. You know, I'm always texting guys and stuff, and, and they've got my cell numbers if they got questions during the season. You know, I'm always answering texts and, and Facebook messages and all that stuff. So we try to we try to be good there too and, and make sure that we're we're around, you know, so guys can contact us and it's easy to get a hold of us. And, 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 you know, it's, it's simple, just people. That's good though. I mean, it shows too, because shit, man, I just like hit you up on Instagram. Like one day I was like, Hey man, you want to be on the show? And you're like, hell yeah, let's do this. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, even well, I something random like that. <laughs> and that. That's one thing that we've enjoyed so much, you know, being a part of the wildlands community. If, if we, you know, is just that guys here, it just, it's they're so chill and it's just it's just guys man it's just dudes these and it's just like i mean i think it's just because we relate so much in that sense not in our field of line of work of what we're doing but it's like the culture we're just a couple guys so 
if you're happy, I'm happy. If I'm happy, you're happy. Vice versa. If you're not happy, well, crap, man. Why? Let's figure it out. You know, let's be fair. Let's, you know, like, there's always a way to talk of, talk it through. You know, one of our, one of my, I think my only biggest frustration is when, <clears throat> you know, maybe, maybe it's like a customer service thing. I'll just be pretty, pretty honest. Is I think when people don't see things the way you do in the sense that someone either wants to take advantage of you and they're trying to use like this Walmart customer service mentality and it's like, hey, you know, I, I get it that we're a, I'm a company, but at the same time, we're, we're just people as well. So that's been one of the things too that I've enjoyed just being at least part of the wildland community is that, man, the guys here are awesome awesome guys i mean everybody i mean if you're if you've already been you know if you've had a, a good amount of seasons in to your career then you're definitely already affected by that culture and they're just cool guys so that's one thing we've, we've really enjoyed being a part of this thing see that's a good thing man a lot of people will appreciate it that you're keeping it real though that's that's super important because for the most part Firefighters hate the super corporate bullshit. No one likes that, man. Some people like tolerate more than others, but the type of personalities that we typically attract, we don't really put up with it, man. We'd rather relate to people like you guys. Yeah, we, same for us. You know, some like I just it's it's funny. Like if you were to see, that's why Brandon, I'm I'm, I'm going to be waiting for you to come over here, man. <laughs> you'll see sometimes you know some of the the messages and things like that that we get um it's so rare it's like literally one percent it's like a one percenters we call them the one percenters but they're just so far off in their in their own world and their demands are, are ridiculous and you know i don't know what it is it's like a like i said it's like this walmart mentality where you know people just don't respect the fact that there's also people working on the other end and decisions being made and you know, sometimes, uh, you know, a mis mis sometimes a mistake is made. It's not the end of the world. We always, you know, there's always something to do. There's always a way to fix a situation. You guys make it goal, right. Yeah, yeah. The goal is to for a working relationship for the future. The goal is like for six months down the road for you to be, be, be like, dude, I'm so happy. These are awesome dudes. Go get a pair. If that's not happening, something's wrong. Like, let's figure it out. I even had like recently, you know, we I had someone, for example, um, you know, just put, give me a complaint, and it's not a big deal. We'll figure it out. Um, and then they mentioned that someone else was complaining, and our instant reaction is like, okay, who? Because we know all of our customers by name. So if that guy is not happy with our boots, I'm gonna go find out why. I, I, that's why I literally, and we've had this happen multiple times where someone will come and try and in a way. Uh, kind of like, I don't know if you would word it like blackmail me into trying to do something, and uh, I'll just be like, hey man, so who, you know, what's going on? And we actually reach out to that guy, figure out what's going on. We we really care. We make sure he's happy, fix whatever issues happen, and then we we move forward. So that's I think one big thing that, that separates us, from, you know, from the crowd, is that, and it's so easy to do in the wildland community because guys understand. Uh, we're on the same page cultures are the same so that's one thing we've really enjoyed that's another thing too about wildland culture is we realize that you know a quality handcrafted item 
it's not going to be a race to the bottom of, you know, anything, whether it's, it's customer service or price or anything like that. So we really appreciate that. And as long as <clears throat> everybody can be real and you pump out a good product, we mutually benefit each other. So I think that's important that you guys have that mentality and it shows. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. man. So as far as like the community goes, the uh, wildland community, do you guys have any ideas about pairing up with like the wildland firefighter foundation or trying to get in touch with them or any of these uh, charity events that benefit them like a uh, hot shot up or the golf tournament down there in Primeville or ripping lips or anything like that? Yeah, we thought about it. You know, to be honest, we haven't really had anyone really reach out to us. Um, but, you know, yeah, we're we're part of the community, so we, we're always open, you know, talking to guys. But when if, if we're talking specific, like uh, a sp- pairing up with a specific foundation, you know, we're not paired up with anybody at the moment. And that's just because maybe it's just because we're, we're a little bit newer on the map when it, in the big sense. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we're. You know, we're here. We're here to stay. There you go, guys. Hit them up. If you guys got a charity event, hit these guys up. Hit up JK Boots, man. Tim and Will are going to help you out. That's right. Hell yeah, man. Well, shit, guys. I think that's about the tie-in point. You guys got anything else to add? Uh, other than, you know, this brand is going to be doing a lot of podcasts in the future. This is going really, he's doing a really good job. Really good job. Really impressed. Oh, thanks, man. We only got one episode. Let's see how much of a shit show I can actually make this. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be the next Joe Rogan, man. The fire Joe Rogan. Yeah, fire Joe Rogan. I'm flattered. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, I think that's the tie-in point. Um, so just for everybody that's listening, where can we find you on the socials and uh, your website and everything? Yeah. Just uh, everywhere you go, it says JK Boots. So just jkboots.com. On Instagram, we're just JK Boots. Facebook, JK Boots, same thing. Just hit us up. You'll see. Um, they've got tons of photos and stuff that you can look at. So absolutely, yeah. Yeah, if you guys look them up, uh, check out some of their beat-up ass boots that they have posted on there, the stuff that they did rebuilds on. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool, guys. Tim, Will, yeah. I appreciate you guys pleasure. coming on the show. Absolutely. This was a pleasure. Yeah, really cool, man. This is a great thing. Yeah, yeah. Right on, man. Well, I think that's the time point. So thanks for listening, guys. JK Boots, go check them out at JK Boots pretty much everywhere. So (laughs) right on, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Later. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, see you. Later, man. All right, guys, there we go. JK Boots on the podcast, answering your questions about how they're made, how to take care of them, the maintenance, and the question of how to break in your boots. Guys, just wear them. Come on. It's not rocket surgery by any any means. Don't over-oil them. Don't throw them in water and then dry them out in the oven. That's just absurd. And... For Christ's sakes, don't piss in your boots. I don't know what Hotshot Tube decided to like play a joke on the rookie and say, oh yeah, you should piss in your boots. That's a good idea. It helps you break them in, right? No. That's just cruel. It's a joke. Other than that, Tim, Will, thanks for coming on the show. 
Really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Next time I'm in Spokane, I'll uh, definitely be hitting you guys up. We'll go grab a beer at that Irish pub by the university for sure. Check us out on uh, Spotify. We're uh, live on there. They update uh, pretty regularly. You can also uh, check us out on www.acrepointpodcast.com for the most up-to-date RSS feed. And uh, also on iTunes. You can uh, swing by there. There is a delay, though. It's about a 24-hour delay. But, um, well, 24-hour delay between when we actually release the episode and it's reflected in the uh, iTunes directory. So keep that in mind. It might be a little bit of a delay. But either way, if you guys stop by all of those, make sure to, one, subscribe. Two, write us a review. We really appreciate those five-star reviews. Also, uh, check us out on our socials at uh, the Anchor Point Podcast. Uh, We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Come by, say hi. And uh, if you guys got a cool story or uh, some interesting info, you run a firefighter-owned business, definitely uh, hit us up. Slide into those DMs and uh, tell us what's up. We'll see if we can get you on the show. We're open to suggestions. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Tune in for the next episode. Take care.